so I'm wondering, will this episode make steam come out of your ears? Maybe, but it could save you hassles and money too. Hey guys, good to have you listening in once again. I'm your host, Eric Powers with Sky Blue Wealth and another episode of Retirement Planning, Saving, and Investment Talk. And what is the topic that's going to require some Tums or Rolades? We're talking taxes, which makes many people queasy, especially small business owners. But the facts, stats, and stories that we're going to go over should give you several ways to make sure that the tax man doesn't cause you any extra headaches. This episode will get you to think about tax items that you just never thought of before. We don't know what we don't know, right? Quick example, I was listening to an associate talk about one of his friends who sells health plans in the small business space. And apparently their service can save the average business owner about $500 per employee each year. Now we're not gonna dive into the specifics of this case, but I just thought it was funny to hear that this guy had a hard time selling it to potential clients because it was too good to be true. And even once he shows it to them and how it works, based upon IRS literature, they understand it, but they're still afraid it will raise a red flag to the IRS. There are lots of rules that benefit businesses that even your CPA may not know enough about even if you're paying top dollar for world-class service. You see, with so many rules changing each year, and remember, taxes are multivariable computations, saving on your taxes is found money, so please never assume there aren't ways to save more. Now please tap that follow button to subscribe to the show, and we appreciate it, and thanks to all of those who are regular subscribers already. Keep in mind, taxes are complex and rules change with the wind or through tax code or through reconciliation. Anyways, always seek a professional tax advisor when making changes to your tax planning. Now, if you think it was a headache for us sifting through tax data and stories and rule changes, you're right. There's a lot of basic information out there that everyone is aware of, but remember, you also have to be careful where you get that tax information in the first place. So this first bit came from Bloomberg and they listed seven red flags that can get you audited. Again, if you're running a business, it is wise to have a solid accountant taking care of your bookkeeping and filing the taxes. But you don't want to be in the dark about taxes you're responsible for either. So the first red flag is if your numbers don't match, meaning if your return left off an income source that could trigger a red flag and a possible audit. It could be a simple mistake, but mistakes can cause a bunch of hassles with the IRS. They're serious folks, as I've said before. And the next red flag is a big charitable contribution that you write off. If these donations appear far above what others in your income tax bracket are donating, then that could be enough to raise eyebrows. Remember though, if you're keeping good records and honest and always aiming for an A-plus on your tax returns, you can survive an audit because, well, you did nothing wrong. However, no one wants to go through an audit. Disneyland at 130 degrees would be way more fun. Alright, anyways, the next red flag is having numbers that are too tidy. In other words, if you round deductions up, let's say to the near of zero, you think you're doing them a favor, well, that is easy to spot. So why not put in the exact number, say $1,329 as opposed to $1,330? You dot those I's and you cross those T's. Another red flag is more like a red grenade that gets tossed at you. Someone reports your company to the IRS for tax fraud. Again, you can be doing everything by the book and still have to prove it to the feds, which eats up an enormous amount of time. And how can you defend yourself in this case? Well, a good way is cautious hiring perhaps so that you don't risk having a loose cannon on your staff. This is a tough one though, because your competition could even report you just as a thorn in your side. And the IRS encourages this, it makes their job easier. Another big red flag, which is unfair, but makes sense logically, the more money your business earns, the more likely it is to get audited. More chances for mistakes with larger revenues, I guess, and it makes sense for them to go after one large company than five smaller ones. Again, less work for them. The IRS even states this red flag on their own website and has this to say. 
Tax Year 2015 provides a good historical overview of where IRS compliance priorities are focused. The exam coverage, meaning audit, rate of taxpayers with incomes over $10 million or more is 8.16%. The rate for those between $1 million and $10 million is 2.43%. And other income categories are far below that, generally less than 1%. And this is one point where you may say, it would be nice to have a simpler tax system, one with less fear of making a mistake involved. I agree, but wishing hasn't gotten us a better tax system yet, and it's frustrating. So let's move on to the next red flag. Some of these next ones, by the way, are gathered from a variety of accounting companies. The first one, and this one pops up a lot, using a home office and writing it off as a deduction. This gets abused a lot apparently, so you want to make sure that you're following the rules to a T here and ask your CPA if you want clarification on it. The same goes for your personal vehicle, if you use it for some business. You can write a portion off for that, you just have to keep solid records. And this one relates to another problem if you don't organize your expenses. The example I saw was going to a business conference or a convention for five days, then staying for an extra four days on a vacation. The expenses on the business days are all you can typically deduct. The meals you had on those vacation days? Well, Uncle Sam won't help you out with that. However, the accounting pros said that you could deduct the travel expenses to get to and from the destination. Of course, ask your tax professional questions like this so that you are 100% covered though. On the next red flag, losing money. Not your wallet and all. I mean starting a business that loses money like four or five years in a row. The IRS calls that a hobby and therefore won't let you keep writing off losses forever. You can see how someone could abuse that, right? No doubt there's been a golfer or a fisherman who's tried to write off their boat or new golf clubs because they were in business as a pro or a fishing guide. Good work if you can get it, but not deductible for most people, obviously. But to be fair, there are some really bad golfers out there who should get a tax credit or some kind of relief, right? Note, please, that depending on whether you're a sole proprietor, LLC, S-corporation, etc., the number of years that you can show a loss may be different. Again, keep your CPA or enrolled agent on speed dial. One of the other red flags, meals and entertainment. People can get a little outside the lines with these expenses, and you gotta ask why. When they don't save a ton of money with tactics like this, and the risk is so much greater than the reward, to save a couple hundred bucks, they are risking an audit that can cost them major penalties and lost work as they deal with a process that is messy and confusing, and it's likely to cause chest pains too. One red flag that seems so easy to avoid, but it's also easy to incorrectly reason, because you think it doesn't matter, is to slide in the deduction for 100% of your cell phone or business use. Just another reason to have everything business and personal separate. People who've been in business for a while know this, but starting out, it is, it is so tempting to go with the flow, mixing together business and checking accounts for personal use when you're in a hurry. Keeping better records is much easier when all business and personal financials are kept and recorded separately. Now let's look at the official list of IRS tax credits and deductions for businesses and self-employed. They have five categories with the headings Opportunity Zone, Electric Vehicle Credit, Research Credit, Deducting Business Expenses, and lastly, Abusive Tax Shelters and Transactions. We won't dig in deep here, but I just want to give you a gist of each section. So the Opportunity Zone section answers questions about programs businesses connect with to spur economic growth and job creation in low-income communities while providing tax benefits to investors. 
The electrical vehicle section is just as it sounds and lays out the terms for qualifying electric vehicles for which final assembly occurred in North America. That's an important one to note if you plan on buying an electric vehicle next year. The research section is rather short and focused on the aerospace industry and pharmaceuticals. And as for the official IRS business deduction page, again, have your CPA or EA on speed dial. This page will beat you up with all the data. But here are some of the deductions they list that we haven't touched on yet. Qualified long-term care, presumption of profit, online tools and education products, non-qualifying intangibles, and one more to fully roll your eyes into a long slumber, cost of getting. Yes, folks, that was just a taste of the deductions and the details surrounding them. No wonder so many people don't read any of the tax code and procrastinate on anything tax-related. By the way, I want to briefly note too that filing extension does not necessarily protect you from paying penalties or interest. Same goes for paying your taxes late. I just wanted to point that out because many people wrongly believe that filing an extension protects them from paying interest and penalties. The tax shelter section is lengthy and can be summed up with be honest and keep good records. And also their hotline to call and report tax evaders is on this link as well. The IRS maintains an abusive tax shelter hotline that people can use to provide information anonymously if preferred about abusive tax shelter transactions. Okay, so now to lighten things up a little bit, we came across some interesting tax tidbits while researching this episode. A local news channel did a report on tax breaks that you won't believe, and it was a highlight to the fact that there are many tax deductions that are legitimate, but that you need facts, documented facts, to prove that they're legitimate. All right, I'll give you a couple of examples in this report. One couple, they owned a junkyard and wrote off the cost of cat food. It may sound ridiculous, a junkyard and cat food? And it may sound like I've got my stories mixed up, right? Well, it turned out that they could prove that they needed lots of cats to hang around the property to keep snakes and rats away from their product, which were parts from hundreds of salvaged vehicles. And another example, also related to cats, I'm a cat fan by the way, was a lady who spent $12,000 on cat food caring for cats in her home. Now, what made her deduction legitimate? Well, she did it in connection with an official charity that specialized in neutering feral cats. So as the tax expert in the story put it, you can't randomly do things out of the goodness of your own heart and get a tax break. You have to do it in conjunction with a recognized organization. And before I recap, this little IRS tidbit will blow your mind and possibly make you melt down. Seriously, when I saw this tweet, I thought it was a joke, but it was linked to the official IRS website. And this rule relates to stolen property. Here it is. You ready? If you steal property, you must report its fair market value in your income in the year in which you steal it, unless you return it to its rightful owner in the same year. Now that is directly from IRS.gov. A little crazy. All right, so let's recap. Take a deep breath and let's quickly review these red flags that could cause a business audit. Numbers on the return not matching. The IRS is very good at matching up numbers. Another one is giant charity donations. Numbers that are too tidy, rounding up or down. Okay, this next one is obvious, remember? Increasing revenue increases the odds that you're going to get an audit. Home office deductions. Just remember to be careful of your home office deductions. Also claiming 100% business use of your personal vehicle or your cell phone. And another one, which is commonly referred to as hobby losses, losing money year after year. And we talked about the endless credits and deductions on irs.gov, which has more text than Wikipedia and is another reason to have a great CPA or enrolled agent handling or helping with your accounting. And with that, we close out. Remember guys, saving for retirement involves income and lowering expenses. 
Taxes are typically the number one major expense throughout one's lifetime, so it's good to know the rules to avoid getting tripped up by them. Give me a call when you're ready to evaluate where your retirement planning stands. We're here to help and make sure that all of your work pays off in the end. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor.